Hello and welcome to Live and Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. Father Lord, I just pray as I come before your family, Lord, you just continue to wash over me, Father. Lord, let your words be heard. Let this not be from me. Let this be from you, Father. I am simply a vessel communicating this message, Father. Lord, I pray that chains will be broken, Father. Strongholds will be broken, Father, Lord. Blessings will be realized, Father, Lord. Revelations will be realized here today, Father. We have not come this far to come this far, Father. I said we have not come this far to come this far, Father. We have not come this far to come this far, Father. And with you, we will see this through. Amen. Amen. Family, this, uh, the month's message has been about agreement. Sister Vicky, last week, she, uh, she gave an amazing message in terms of what it means to have agreement that goes with and against the will of God and the difference of what it means to have agreement that goes in line with the will of God. Amen. Family, I'm here to talk about the agreements made with the man himself. The agreements made directly with the source. Agreements that are made with our Lord Most High. Amen title of this message is the only way to go amen what does the bible say when god enters into an agreement with us it goes from an agreement to something that is called a divine covenant it transcends the word agreement and covenant in itself and then becomes a divine covenant covenant and for those of you that don't know divine is godlike that is the meaning of the word divine to have a godlike and when god comes down and he makes his covenant with you it's like no other it's like no other amen amen family the bible it talks about so many Hundreds, if not thousands of individuals from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. But as we all know, there are what I like to call game changers in the Bible. And these are individuals that have stood and have changed the fabric of something. And you, and you tend to find that God is involved there is something where God has come forth and he has spoken directly into an individual's life and there has been a change, a game-changing event. I look at Moses, David, Solomon, Paul. And I want to just start to look at some of these divine covenants that have been made with them, the agreements where God has come down and said, you, you, you. You, you, I am going to make a covenant with you. And what that means. Amen? Amen. 
the first, first reading, Exodus 33, 12 to 22. It's a long one. Amen. I'm going to read from the NIV version. Exodus 33, 12 to 22 reads, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and, have, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied. The Lord replied. Saying, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face. For no, no one may see me and live then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock where my glory passes by. I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Amen. Moses was chosen. Understand, Moses didn't want to be chosen. Sometimes we forget when God comes forth and chooses an individual, we may not understand why. Sometimes we may just not want to be, to be chosen. But Moses said clearly to God, if you do not go with me, there's no point. Don't even bother sending me. And what did God say? I will go. I'm with you. Family, since, being, since becoming a father, I will honestly say I feel like my understanding of the Bible has somewhat transcended. Because I have sons, I have children. Just as we are children of the Most High, I have children. Stephen 6, Solomon 5 now, Samson coming to be one. When Stephen was around three, four, he was scared of the dark. He was scared of the dark. 
and I would normally send him down, downstairs to go and collect something where it was dark, there are no lights there. And he would always say, Daddy, can you come with me, please? And me being the loving father, I said, no. Go yourself, face your fears. I then realized that wasn't probably the best um, way of parenting. So I went with him. He held my hand, but I could see as he, as he held my hand, he didn't mind that he was walking in the darkness anymore. Because his father was with him. But as time went on, and on and on, it became less about him holding my hand, just walking with him. You're here, it's okay, so we're just walking. And then it got to the point where I didn't need to go downstairs with him, I just needed to stand at the top of the stairs and he will still be able to go downstairs. I mean, listen to what I'm saying. And now, he doesn't need me at all. And I sit here and I say this story because about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, Solomon, who is now afraid of the duck, has been sent downstairs. And he's asked me to go with him. And Stephen got up and said, it's okay, I'll go with you. I said, okay, let me, let me see how this plans out. And I turned around and I said, Stephen, do you need me to go with you? And he said, no, Dad. I know you're here if I need you. This is what God is to us. This is what God is to each and every single one of us. There are times in our lives when we are faced with new challenges, new experiences in life. And we need our father close. But there are areas in our lives where we are excelling. But we excel knowing that our father is here. And that is the kind of, the kind of relationship that God has always said. His covenant has already been made with you. When he said that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. My son read it. My son read that scripture last week. He was knitted in his mother's womb. And you guys, I don't, I don't have to tell a biology lesson. You know what it takes for that one, one swimmer who you have to beat out in order to be here. God, you are chosen. You have been chosen to be here. You could have been anyone, anywhere. But God has chosen you to be here in this time. God needs you here now. And when you call upon him, he will be there with you. He will go with you. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> David. David was described by God himself as a man after his own what? Do you have any idea what type of movements you have to be making to be recognized as one who is after Lord's own heart and when God actually talks about this for the first time he's not even in the presence of David Saul is king God's permitted will remember it was the people who chose Saul God didn't chose Saul we have God's perfect will we have God's permitted will I am learning very very quickly about the difference at this moment in time <laughs> Oh, 
Anyway, when Saul disobeyed Samuel, God had told him, I have chosen someone else, someone who is after my own heart. Do you know where David was at the time? He was the least of all his brothers. But God had already identified him as someone who is after his own heart. And we know the story of David. We know the story of David. And do you know what it is that I've realized? Whether David was tending to sheep or whether he was the king of the Israelites, he was always after God's heart, never forgetting his position, never changed his posture. He didn't forget himself. You know what it's like, guys. We know, we know those people. Get a little bit of money, a little bit of success. Called him a Kweku. Kweku don't know you no more. <laughs> Kweku don't know you no more. He knew you when you were both with your Oyster cards at the 270 bus stop. But no, nah, no, nah, he's got a little sign now. Nah. He's got a little queer in the front. He don't know you. When you are after God's own heart, it's God who is taking you to these places. But just remember, it was God who will send you right back where you will be. David's confidence in the Lord. If you actually hear how he talks to God about things, it's not even, God can I, God may I. When God faced Goliath, he'd already said, God has delivered you into the palm of my hands. He didn't look upon the structure, the stature of Goliath. He said, God had delivered you right here. We all know the story. David played his position. He was loyal to Saul until the very end. So much so, even when Saul was jealous and tried to destroy and kill David himself, he still returned and played his position. But even when, even when he was made, he was made king, his heart, his posture, his love for God never changed or wavered. And let me show you exactly how in, in terms of 2 Samuel 5, 17 to 20 reads, When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force in search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out into the valley of Rephaim. So David feared of the Lord. Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? <laughs> the Lord answered him. He said, go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David went to the bowel of Perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, 
as waters break out against my enemies before me. So that place would call Baal Perizim. Amen. When you know your father, when you know your father, it gets real simple, you know. David, when he inquired of God, you could, I could sense it. I wasn't there. You know what I mean? I was, I was sorting some stuff out at the time, so I wasn't, I wasn't with him in the stronghold. But will you deliver them into my hands? It wasn't really a, I'm not really sure. I'll go. But we good? We got, have we got this? Go, go, go. Oh, cool, I'm off. This, is, this was David's life throughout his entire life. This is how he moved throughout his entire life. So much so that when he finally left, God was said, yo, listen, see that one there? All of you are covered in this one's blessings. Because of what he has done, you're all blessed. It doesn't even matter what you guys are doing. You guys, you guys wouldn't stand a chance. But for this one here, you guys are okay with me. When David inquires of God, it is never in doubt. And even what I love, even when in the wrong, during his time with Bathsheba, and she gave birth, and he was praying. He's like, God, don't take this one. God was like, you know what you did? The second it was announced the baby was dead, what did he do? Got up, cleaned himself off, and ate. And people were confused. And he was like, I know. I know my father. I know my father. I know, I know who I am. I know what I did. Pastor E has a great saying. It's one of the ones that have stuck with me. He says, once you know who you're dealing with, you know how to deal with them. Once you know who you are dealing with, you know how to deal with them. Do you know how many times I look at these boys doing nonsense. Even in church, just a couple of weeks ago, Solomon was up here just, and I just put my head around the corner. The way he was just. These kids know who they're dealing with. There's no words. Someone could have been like, yeah, but he didn't do nothing. Solomon was like, shh, he, yeah. Let me go learn that our father. <laughs> our kids are not silly. They know us well. I see two, I see three. But you see how they be moving now? These kids are wise. They know. Just as we know our father, and as we continue to draw closer. It says it, what parent wants wicked for their child, even an evil child? If their son asks for an egg, will they give them a scorpion? No. When God comes into agreement with you, it is like no other agreement you've ever found. When God has said, listen, I'm with you, know what it means. Don't take it lightly. You have been chosen. You have been chosen. Amen. 
speak of the angel. Um, Solomon, in the Bible. If seek first the kingdom of God and all will be added unto you was a person, it would be Solomon. If seek first the kingdom of God was a person, it would be Solomon. King Solomon. And again, when God came into agreement with Solomon, what happened? You don't have to wonder anymore. I'm going to read it and tell you. Amen. First Kings 3, 5 to 14 reads, At Gideon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, my Lord, you have made me your servant, king, in place of my father, David. For I am only a child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, But discernment in administering justice. I will do what you've asked. <laughs> I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that you will never have to be, you will never ha have been anyone like you, nor will there be after. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God. Solomon wasn't even fit for the position. But because of his father, because of the exploits of his father, God had appointed this young man king. And humbly, he had not asked. For it. And you know, the funny thing is, God would have granted it. Do you know that? It's kind of like, you know those people that keep asking for money? And then all of a sudden, like, someone will come, they'll ask for money, and it's like, well, I'll give it to you. And then I'll block you. 
Yeah, 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 that's me. Because I've realized now that you're not here because you're in need. You're here because you feel that you're able to do something. So you've come and I've, and I've blessed and you've come back and it's something like that. Depending on how much it is. Sorry, by the way, it's not, I'm not just out here tossing grands and then blocking people. You'll have to block me <laughs> from your life because I'll be at your door every day. I'll wake you up. We have to go to work. Come on. <laughs> We've got to get that thousand pound back. But in all seriousness, there are times here where cutting people off, or say, having, having thought that they've walked away blessed and they don't even know that that is the last time they're even able to access you. Peace is expensive, you know. Peace is expensive. I'm paying. Hold me, I'll pay. A life without peace is not a life at all. God had come forth and had said, because you have not asked for these things, not only will I give them to you, I'll give them to you in such abundance that there will never ever be anyone like you. And this is the interesting thing. He then goes on to say, as long as you keep my commands, as long as you keep in line with my will, I will give you long life. Now, unfortunately, we know the life of Solomon. This is why it was a bit of a sticking point. I mean, it's this part, the end, yeah, where it was a bit of a sticking point when it came to the name. But Solomon loved the ladies. And what happened to Solomon in the end? The gold, the multitude of wealth, was it there? It was taken. It was replaced with copper, brass. Because his commandments, he would... So all of this life you have been blessed, but once he had turned away, he was put back to his station. God is not one to be played with. Don't waste, don't waste his time. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. God is God whether you are blessed or not. God will be here today, tomorrow, and forevermore, long after we are gone. Long before we came here, he was God. So when he comes and he chooses, when you have asked and gone before God and asked and requested something of him and he has blessed it and ordained it, do not take it for granted because it will be taken Someone hear what I'm saying? We've been messing with these speakers. Is it on, yeah? You can hear me. Don't play with God. Don't play with God's blessings. Don't play with his will. And I need you all to understand. God has made a divine covenant with each and every single one of you. As I stand here today and as I read, nice and simple. Listen to this. This is probably the most important Bible verse I'm going to read for today. And this is God's covenant with us. Amen. The covenant is 2 Corinthians 6.16. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And God said, 
I will make my dwelling among them. I will walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. You are God's people. Each and every single one of you fearfully and wonderfully made. Flaws and all. He loves you. He has chosen you. Don't waste this time. Family, we know of this African proverb. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go... Oh, you haven't heard it? Okay, cool. So, so... The, 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 okay. okay, thank you. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. That's the proverb. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Today I tell you, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with God I'm working on getting that copywritten, but no, they haven't. Um, it's God. Because it's the only way to go. You can do it your way. I've done it my way. I'm in the, I'm in the process of figuring it out why you should never do it your way. And I stay this, stay there boldly. God's way is the only way. Let that be the only agreement that you need. Let that be the divine covenant that you move with. Because you're going to have to come back anyway. Some people say I'm stubborn. Pfft, nonsense. I block those people. No, I'm joking. The point, the point, um, <laughs> but the point I'm making is, do you know how hard it is when you know when you've stood on something and then you're wrong and you know you need to go back and apologize I don't know you know no now now I'm a new creation seven years ago I'd be like it is what it is it is what it is mm. but you'll have to come back humbled head down prodigal son like so sorry. Don't don't save yourself the drama. <laughs> save yourself the grief. <laughs> save yourself. Save yourself. <laughs> save yourself. It's not worth it. Oh my god. It is not worth it. God has chosen you. Go with God. Family, that's the message. Go with God. Amen. That's it. Amen. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.